today's scripture is from the book of Mark. It's in chapter 12. I'm going to start in verse 28. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So you know that a couple of weeks ago we talked about the first part of that second command, love your neighbor right? Love your neighbor. And we talked about how that is a witness that we share with the world to our faith, especially when our neighbor has a different bumper sticker on their car than we have on our car, right? That the fact that our love of Jesus is so great that it can overcome those barriers, that is a testimony. Now, as, I, as we're getting close to Mother's Day, as I'm pondering um, this commandment, reading it, I realize I've preached on love God with all you are, I've preached on love your neighbor, but I've always kind of ignored that last part, which is what? Love your neighbor as yourself. I I always kind of skim over that, and I tend to think, and maybe you do too, that uh, God wants us to love ourselves less and other people more, right? But as you read that command, that's not what Jesus is saying. He's talking about three loves here, giving our love to God with all that we have, heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And loving our neighbor as ourselves, which seems to indicate that we are actually supposed to love ourselves. Not think that we're like the best thing since sliced bread and have a huge ego about it, but have compassionate, kind love for ourselves. And I think this is a place where all of us struggle, or most of us at least. And the reason I think this is something that happened about a year ago. About a year ago, it was pictorial directory time. And about a year ago, I was four or five months pregnant. And so I'm thinking about taking this picture for the directory forever, um, four or five months pregnant. Right. You get it. Okay. (laughs) Um, When I look at any of y'all and you're four or five months pregnant, I think beautiful, outstanding, glowing. When I personally am four or five months pregnant, I am nauseated, swollen, and just ill. I just feel bloated. And so the idea that I would have a picture taken where forever you're like, did Laura have a lot of burgers that day? Or like, what's going on with her? Um, And that would be how I'm immortalized. I was not looking forward to it. Um, so I went out for the picture day. There, if you remember, there were hundreds of us that took these pictures out in the blue bonnets. Gorgeous day, my beautiful family. I get the pictures, because remember, you sat down and you look at them on the screen. I sat down to look at my picture on the screen, and I went, oh, right? this is a picture only my mother would love, right? My mother's right there. Only my mom would say, oh, darling, you are the most beautiful, the most wonderful, right? Doesn't your mom say that to you? You are the most wonderful thing ever. You're like, okay, mom. Mom would have liked it. I did not. I, I looked at it, and Becca Kirsch was sitting there, 
And she's a friend of mine. I said, Becca, you have to delete that. I have double bags under my eyes in that picture. I look exhausted. I can't believe I didn't put some concealer on. Delete it. And over my shoulder are Anna and Leah, okay? Anna, Anna says to me, no, 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 Mom, because in that other picture, you can really see my braces, and I'm making a weird smile. I hate it. I don't want that other picture. And Leah says, well, but, Mom, I'm standing funny in that one, and I look like a goober, and I don't want that picture. And Kevin says, well, but look at me. I'm making that squint eye thing that I do when I'm looking in the sun. My eyes are squinting, and I, we don't want that picture. And so it came down, friends, to which picture the Heikis family looked the least bad in. And that's what we decided on for that day. Now, I went away from that, and I thought, okay, that's done. That's done. Becca stayed. Becca was there with every single one of us, individuals, couples, and families, hundreds of people getting their picture taken. And it was a couple of weeks, and after that, on the next staff meeting, she said, Laura, after staff meeting, I need to talk to you about the pictures. Okay, great. So I said, okay, what was it? Was it the photographer? Was it that the time slots were too narrow and people are getting upset? You know, like, what's, what's going on? And she said, no, none of that. She said, what it was, it's, it's more of an issue of the heart. I don't really know what's going on. She said, but I need to share it with you. You're the pastor. I said, okay. She said, I, I noticed as I was sitting with everyone that when they looked at their picture, maybe not the first thing, but almost every person, what they said when they saw their picture was, ew. This, that, this, oh, oh, oh. And I said, oh, it was the women, huh? No women? I'm a woman. I know how critical we can be. She said, no, Laura. It was all the guys, too. I said, really? She said, yes. I mean, she said almost every single person looked at their picture and saw what was wrong. Now, I know some of y'all are sitting there thinking, did I have that picture taken? Uh, I don't think I did. And if, and if I would have had a picture taken, I would have said, man, you handsome devil, you. You are killing it today. Okay, maybe so, okay? But our unscientific study says there is a 95% chance or greater that if you would have had a picture taken that day, you would have thought first about what was wrong. Now, some of y'all are thinking, well, I know that 5%, and they need a sermon on loving themselves a little less, right? And loving God and others. Okay, sure. But today, the sermon is for the 95%, okay? For us who are looking at a picture, and the first thing we see is what's ugly and wrong and bad. And I know, you guys, I live in this culture too, Right? From the moment you're this big, you see all the per- perfect pictures of all the airbrushed people, right? And you see the products you need to buy, um, the medicines you can use, I mean, whatever it is, to get that perfection. Um, and it's it, hair, right? Not thick enough. Um, if it's straight like my hair, you want it curly, example, right? If it's curly, you want it what? Straight. You don't like the color of it. Um, guys, it's a huge thing how much you have of it on your heads, right? Then it goes to how, what color that hair is. And do you like that color? 
Um, then, it, then you move down, and it's your eyebrows. And for women, it's like, do I need to put something on so I can see my eyebrows or so they're more bushy or shape them in the right way? And guys, it's like, are they growing crazy like caterpillars or, you know, like, what do I need to do here? Trim them down or... Or is there a unibrow situation going on that I need to get the tweezers out? Or my nose, I hate my nose, you know, because it is too long or hooked or bent or too short and stubby or, you know, whatever it is you're saying. Or your eye colors, I hate my eyelashes or I don't like my color eyes, so I'm going to put contacts in. Or double bags under your eyes, get out the concealer. Or you don't like the crookedness of your teeth or the color of your teeth or the fullness of your lips or you... you, Oh, God, that's terrible. You know, bad breath. Um, this under here, right? How many people complain about this or their neck? Or, or guys, how many of you would be like, I want to be a little stronger, a little thinner around the waist, six-pack abs? Um, I mean, women, how much time do you spend thinking about your figure? And does this make me look fat, right? I mean, everything about our bodies, our ankles, they call them cankles. I mean, that's terrible. Our, our toenails, you're like, oh, don't look at them. They're gruesome, you know? I mean it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And do I care if you don't like a picture of yourself? No. It's okay if you don't like a picture of yourself. What is not okay is if you don't like yourself. Jesus says, the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. So what I worry for all of us about, what I think we should all be worried about, and truly what grieves God's heart, is if the first thing we say when we see ourselves is, then I'm worried we're criticizing what's on the outside. If we're doing that out loud in front of other people, how hard are we being on ourselves? And if we are that critical, um, that caustic towards ourselves, then how are we going to offer that self and love to God? How are we ever going to know what it means to honor and love our neighbor if we just think we're not worth loving? I'll give you all one more example. If I could give you a wish or a magic wand and say, what about yourself would you change if you could? Wouldn't the hard thing be like, which one of this many things you would pick? And then, and same thing of me. And if you asked me or I asked you, what is amazing about you? Wouldn't it be hard to figure that list out? I do premarital counseling, y'all, with people, couples all the time, and I say, give me your strengths and your weaknesses. Which category you think they just go all out on? All of us can list our weaknesses, and we struggle to list our strengths. And are we following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, who thought, who knows today we are worth dying for? Are we following in his footsteps and living the way he wants us to live if we are criticizing ourselves to death? No. You know, we are not showing God's heart to ourselves if we're always running ourselves down on the inside. I mean, I know we're imperfect. I know we need some transformation. But when God looks at us, God looks at us like a mom. 
You know, like a dad, God says, I'm your heavenly father. And what, am, what was my mom always saying? You are the most beautiful, the most wonderful, the most, right? That's what God is saying. And I want to prove that to y'all today. This whole story is a story of love, right? From the moment we messed it up in the garden, we messed it up and God's running after us. This is a story of God saying how much he loves us. How much you are worth loving. And I could pick for you a thousand verses to say that. I've just done a few. And what I want you to do, this is all scripture. I want you to close your eyes and just listen to who you are to God. Let it soak in. Close your eyes and hear these. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Precious to God cared about since your conception. You are God's child. You are Jesus' friend. Jesus chose you to follow him. You are loved dearly by God. Free from condemnation. A temple where God's spirit dwells. You are redeemed and forgiven of all your sins. Open your eyes. You see this list? This is just a taste of what God says about us, of the love that God has for you right now, just as you are. And I read this to you so you could hear it from the outside. I mean, we can, I think it's easier to believe this about somebody else than to believe it about ourselves, but it's true. And so I'll tell you another thing. Um, When I look through that pictorial directory, through all those pictures that apparently every single one of us found something wrong with, I look at your pictures and I smile. Every single time I pull out a directory with your pictures in it, and I see your faces, I smile. Because there is so much about you to love. I mean, so much about you to love. There's a guy in our church who used to wash cars out in the parking lot just to surprise people and staff who were here. And then he'd leave before we... He goes to this church. I see his picture and smile. I see y'all... The reason that we have a crisis ministry center, Helping Hand, is because of you. You load up groceries for people who don't have any, and you carry them to their cars. I watch you do it. You smile at them and help them feel like people who have value in their most desperate times. You guys work behind the scenes in ways that others don't see, that leads people into worship that transforms lives. People are coming to faith in Jesus because of you. There are children at our elementary schools who can read better because you take off work to go read a book with them. You give up your time during the summer to go rebuild homes or to go all the way to Guatemala and love an orphan and say, you matter. You matter to me and you matter to God. Or you go down and serve with the youth and you stand on a roof in San Antonio in July 
to be with our teens and teach them what it means to serve, to rebuild a home. I mean, I look, at, I look in that directory, you guys, and my heart just overflows with how much you are worthy of love. And if you could believe it from hearing me, from hearing God, or from hearing someone else, sometimes we just need someone else to look at us and say, you're so good. You're so worth loving. And sometimes that person can even be a stranger. I want us to take a look at at this video about what strangers can see in us. I'm a forensic artist. Worked for the San Jose Police Department from 1995 to 2011. I showed up to a place I'd never been, and there was a guy with a drafting board. We couldn't see them. They couldn't see us. Tell me about your hair. I didn't know what he was doing, but then I could tell after several questions that he was drawing me. Tell me about your chin. It kind of protrudes a little bit, Hmm. especially when I smile. Your jaw? My mom told me I had a big jaw. What would be your most prominent feature? Kind of have a fat, rounder face. The older I've gotten, the more freckles I've gotten. I would say I have a pretty big forehead. Once I get a sketch, I say thank you very much, and then they leave. I don't see them. All I had been told before the sketch was to get friendly with this other woman, Chloe. Today I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, a person you met earlier, and I'm going to ask you some general questions about their face. She was thin, so you could see her cheekbones. And her chin, it was a nice, thin chin. She had nice eyes. They lit up when she spoke. Cute nose. She had blue eyes, very nice blue eyes. So here we go. This is the sketch that you helped me create. And that's a sketch that somebody described of you. So yeah, that's... Closed off and fatter, sadder too. Mm -hmm. The second one looks more open, friendly, and happy. Mm -hmm. I should be more grateful of my natural beauty. It impacts the choices and the friends that we make, the jobs we apply for, how we treat our children. It impacts everything. It couldn't be more critical to your happiness. Do you think you're more beautiful than you say? Yeah. Yeah. We spend a lot of time as women analyzing and trying to fix the things that aren't quite right. And we should spend more time appreciating the things that we do like. So 95% of us, not just women, 95% of us looked at our pictures and saw what was wrong. When God looks at us, he sees my child, my chosen one, 
the temple, the dwelling place of my spirit, right? And a love letter throughout the Bible of who you are to God. Friends, the overflow of our hearts is what our mouth speaks. Let your heart overflow with God's love for you, with being accepted and chosen. When we do that, it will transform our ability to give all of ourselves in love to God and our ability and desire to love others because we'll know that we ourselves are loved. Let's pray. God, remind us again inside, write that note upon our heart that we are loved, that we are chosen, that we are wonderful, um, so much so that you would send us your only son, that you would die so that we could be set free. That is love. Let that love be what defines us. Let what is right, who you've created us to be, be who we are in this world. And may that just flow into our love for you and out towards the world and love for other people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.